0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Renew. Oh my gosh. Um, Just so you guys know, the name could totally change. (laughs) But for now, it's definitely Renew. It may stay Renew. We'll just see, you know, how the tides change. So welcome to the first episode, guys. I'm really excited. Um, I woke up this morning and I randomly decided to do a podcast because, like, why not? Um, so this could be a little bit like a journal. this could be a little bit like me just talking into the depth. I don't know, but we're gonna go through this journey together. Um, so my name is Marissa. I'm 30 years old. Um, I am Christian obviously, as you can see from the bio. And the reason I chose the name, Renew. Um, It's because I am in this phase of my life where God literally has written everything in my life, you guys. Like, I mean, the past year, year and a half, were completely different to how my life is now. Um, It's literally crazy to look back on it. Like, it really doesn't even feel real. Um, God changed my entire life. And at the time, it didn't really feel like it was for the better, to be honest you know like if you can't be honest with god who can you be honest with if you can't be honest with yourself who can you be honest with it felt like trash it was not fun it was not exciting um to give you guys a little bit of insight um cool let's let's just start with let's see maybe a year and a half two years ago i can't remember exactly the you know the timeline but let's say A year and a half, two years ago, I was living in New Jersey, um, and I was working in New York in a large, big corporate office. Um, I was grinding. I was working my butt off. Um, Because I was deciding that I wanted to move to New York um, with one of my best friends who already lived in the city. Um, So I was working, 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 um, you know, trying to make the money to make sure we can get, like, a really nice apartment. And, you know, just, you know, have that work ethic that your company would really love and keep you around for, you know. Um, But I was struggling, not even financially, but just mentally. Um, My job wasn't in anything I was passionate about. Um, I knew I kind of wanted to move into the HR space, which I was under the HR umbrella, but I was not really working as an HR, you know, like executive or whatever. I wasn't really working in that space. I just was kind of the umbrella. Um, and there was really no way for me to move up in that company because they didn't really want that. and um, they wanted new people in the HR department, they would hire, they would outsource, um, but they wouldn't look at the people who are actually there. Um, so one, I wasn't really doing anything i was excited about and i was working so hard i was doing like 10 people's job at one time there were maybe three or four main people on my team and one of those team members was not doing her job like she wasn't doing anything so i was doing her job my job and whoever's job you know needed to be done at that time so i was working working you guys and since i worked and lived i'm sorry since i lived in new jersey Um, I wasn't super close to New York so on the train and commuter would take about an hour Um, and so I would have to get up at like 5 15 5 20 a.m. in the morning and I am NOT a morning person at all honestly I don't even know how I was doing this like I look back at that and I'm like how was I getting up at 5 20 a.m. every day and like existing how do you do that and then working doing other people's jobs that's crazy i'm a very strong person <laughs> um, but yeah so i would be getting up at 5 15 5 20. i would get ready for the day i would get on the train from jersey That was about an hour okay so i would get on the train from my part of jersey go all the way to new york penn station that's an hour and then after i got off the train at penn station i would then go to my next train um which was the subway so that would, i think that was like the ace or the one two three i can't really remember right now but i would walk over to that train i would get on that train and then it would take maybe three or four stops to get to my stop i would get off my stop and then i would walk maybe seven minutes to my office. Now alone, none of those things are super big deal. Like a seven minute walk is not crazy. A three minute subway stop is not crazy. Um, but all together after getting up at 520 in the morning, it takes a lot out of you. And then having to actually work after that, work other people's jobs after that, it takes a lot out of you. I would get to work and I would have to like drown myself in coffee. I was so tired. Okay. So one, it would be, you know, I didn't really like yeah, not that I didn't like it, but it just wasn't exactly what I wanted to be doing, you know, in my career. Two, I was super tired because I was getting up in the morning and I was coming to work, riding an hour and a plus on the train, getting to work, doing everyone's job. Super tired, okay? And then on top of all of this, I also had a health scare at that time in my life. Um... So I went to the doctor. I would say this is probably either the very end of 2020 or the very beginning of 2021. So, like, still pretty much the height of the pandemic. Um, I went to the doctor just for a routine checkup because it had been a while. Um, I went for a routine checkup. And she was like, do you want to get blood work? Um, When's the last time you got blood work? And I was like, I mean, I guess that it's been a while so I can get it, whatever. So we got the blood work. And the labs came back a couple weeks later. And she let me know that I... Like some of my levels were kind of off. I believe it was maybe my, um, my white blood cell count. It was, it was low. And she was like, That's kind of weird. And I actually, I actually think it was the end of 2020 because it was around Thanksgiving. Um, she was like, That's kind of strange. Um, honestly, it could have been the end of 2021, you guys. I might be wrong. I don't know. But anyway, during this time, she was like, That's strange. Um, let's get you back in for some laps in a couple of weeks. And, you know, it should be back up by then. It's probably a fluke. I go back into the lab i get my labs done it's definitely not a fluke in fact i think my cell count went lower um so she was like that's mm, that's not that's not the greatest so we're gonna keep getting some labs and see what's going on and make sure it's not going lower we want to make sure it's consistent um so from that point on probably over the next six to seven maybe eight months I was just getting all this different lab work done I was getting all these different blood tests done like so much blood work they would take all these different tubes Um, so I would go to my primary doctor and then she also sent me to some specialists and at one point she sent me to a hematologist and if you know what a hematologist is that is a cancer doctor Um, so that was definitely really scary um, and really concerning and at this time like I said living in Jersey I'm not from Jersey so I didn't have any family you know, they're with me. Um, and I'm super close to my family, so that was really hard for me to, you know, leave work and go to all these doctor's appointments and be there alone, and of course, I lived with my best friend in Jersey, um, and then I also had another best friend actually in New York, but we all work, we all have jobs, and all my doctor's appointments were during the day, Um, so it was very much just me, you know, out at these doctor's appointments trying to figure out what was going on, and none of the doctors knew what was happening, you know, they were just saying that my my cell count, and it was also something else, maybe my hemoglobin or something, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, um, but something else was also low some other like counts were off and it kept dropping and they also were saying that I was losing weight at that time and um it was just it was a lot to handle um so all this was going on I'm going to these doctor's appointments I'm going to work at 5:20, 20 5 30 in the morning I'm leaving work um, to go to these doctor's appointments, I'm going to these doctor's appointments, I'm getting blood taken, I'm going back to work, I'm working all day, and then I'm going back on the train for an hour and a half, or however long it would take, um, and then I'm getting home at like 7.30 or 8, because it takes so long, and because I'm working so hard, um, so it was a lot, it was really a lot, and on top of all of this, um, I also you know, was stressed, not only that I was having this health scare, but we were in the middle of a pandemic. And because my cell count and all these different tests were low, the doctors were like, you might be, you know, compromised a little bit, be careful with COVID. And of course, one of my many millions, um, millions of responsibilities at my job was to oversee COVID testing, right? Perfect timing. So I'm overseeing COVID testing for my entire office. Okay, so an office full of at one time it could have been 80 to 90 people take less a little more you know just depending on the day so all of these people i'm overseeing their COVID testing okay and i don't know if something's wrong with me or what's going on Um, and so i'm even more stressed and um, i remember at one point in time it was around christmas and i was really 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 stressed because i don't know what's going on with my body I don't know what's happening um I'm COVID testing these people and I'm planning on going back home for Christmas um you know maybe like the the next couple of weeks I can't remember exactly how close it was but I'm doing COVID testing I'm going home soon and to top it off my not to be rude but my like not very smart company decided to also do a Christmas party at this time at the height of the pandemic a Christmas party so we're doing testing and people are, are testing positive at this point because people are coming in from their family homes, they have kids, their kids go to school, all these different things. So they're coming in, they're testing positive. I'm seeing these positive tests, I have to record them. Um, but they're still deciding on having a Christmas party. Meanwhile, I don't know what's going on with my body and I don't know, you know how easily I can catch it if my, you know, my blood system, my immune system is down. Um, so I'm stressed out. I'm so stressed. Um, I believe the week before um, Christmas and I actually went home, I actually had a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack in my life. I've never really dealt with anxiety, Um, but I had a full-fledged panic attack um, because I was so scared um, of getting COVID, of bringing it home to my family. And another part of this is the year before that Christmas, um, the first Christmas of COVID, my grandmother passed away and none of us were able to see her because of COVID um, we had got well, my family had gotten COVID and I was the only one who didn't. So everyone else had gotten COVID and we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my grandma. So all this is in my mind. It's a week before Christmas. All these people at my job are testing positive. I don't know what's going on with my body. I'm stressed and I have a panic attack. Um, so at this point, I knew I wanted to quit my job, but I also was really torn because I really wanted at this point to move to New York, you know, like that was kind of the original plan i had when i moved to jersey and and the time that i was living in jersey i was kind of preparing i was trying to get my money right i was trying to you know be in a really good position in my company and my friend who lived in new york we were planning on you know moving in together we were looking at apartments and all these different things so one i wanted to quit my job but two i really wanted to be stable and be in a place where i didn't have to catch the train at 5 20 in the morning and come into work and get home at 8 p.m so there was just all these different things going through my mind um So at the time I ended up going home for Christmas, I didn't get COVID, hallelujah. Um, I came back afterwards um, and I still had, you know, all these different doctor's appointments. Um, So one of those appointments was with, like I said, my hematologist and they had to do a, I'm trying to remember what the procedure is, um, a bone marrow biopsy, I believe. And if you guys have ever watched like Grey's Anatomy, those are really painful. (laughs) Those are really painful. So I went to work that day. I literally went to work that morning, I left work, I went to my doctor's office, which was probably on the same street, I believe it was on like 52nd or 43rd, I don't know, it's been a while. Um, Went to the doctor's office, got a bone marrow biopsy by myself, alone. Um, At the time I was in a relationship, Um, for whatever reason he couldn't come, maybe we'll get into that later. Um, My friends had jobs and I also really didn't even tell anyone other than my family and um, the person I was in a relationship with. Um, I didn't really tell my friends just because this was such a stressful time for me. Um, Nobody really knew that I had a panic attack. Um, you know, probably a couple months prior or a couple weeks even, except for the person I was in a relationship with. I didn't tell my family that either. So I was holding a lot of things and I wasn't really telling anybody because it just was so stressful and I didn't really know, you know, how to deal with it at that time. And I didn't know where to go, what to do, if I should stay, if I should leave and go back home, if I should still try to move to New York, you know, it just was so many different things. Um, so yeah, I had that bone marrow biopsy. Alone, it was really, really painful, like one of the nurses had to come and hold my hand while I was crying because it is not fun. Um, so after the biopsy, they didn't find anything. they still had no no rhyme or reason as to why i um, my levels were so down. but funny enough, you know, at that point in time, I decided I'm actually done like I think going through the pain of you know a bone marrow biopsy being alone, you know, in that room, not really knowing what was going on, going into work every day, miserable, almost having more panic attacks, dealing with all these COVID tests, not feeling like I can move up. It just got to the point where I was like, it's not worth it. I actually don't even want to move to New York anymore. I actually want to go back home. So literally, um, I went home after that, got on the train, an hour and 15 minutes or so after getting a bone marrow biopsy, sitting down, you know, painfully on my tailbone, went home, I recovered. I think I went to work the next day because I had been taking so much time off, you know, with doctor's appointments and yada, yada, yada. So I went to work the next day and I had a one-on-one with my boss. I went into that one-on-one and I told her, I have to go. It was funny how it happened because I never intended on crying, (laughs) but I was so, I was in such, you know, an array, such a, such a state of just confusion and sadness that, I sat down in the 101 and she asked me, she said, you know, I've been seeing a lot of doctor's appointments on, you know, your calendar. Is everything okay? I said, no, girl, it's not okay. And it's not okay because I'm leaving. I'm quitting and I'm going home. I'm going through it right now. And I started crying and she was like, oh oh my God, like, are you okay? And I was like, no i'm not okay i had a bone marrow biopsy yesterday and i don't know what's going on and i need to go home and with my family like it was it was very incoherent and she was probably shocked and a little bit scared of me crying in her face because i'm not i don't cry in front of random people especially not my boss um i like on one hand it was awful but on the other hand at least i had an excuse to quit like what can your boss say to you saying i'm having maybe a health scare I need to go home nothing <laughs> so there's I guess the silver lighting so I quit my job literally the next day um I put in I think my two-week notice um and I came back home (sighs) I came back home I believe in March of 2022 so then I guess all that happened in 2021 all the doctor's appointments and stuff came back home and immediately was happier immediately was happier like I didn't have the stress of worrying about a job that i didn't like anymore covid testing health scares all these different things like just on my shoulders i didn't have those anymore so i came home and i was with my family who like i said i'm really close with um and they helped me heal from all that really scary stuff from all that anxiety and just confusion and And i healed um really really fast (laughs) And I guess I just attribute that to just being in a safe environment, um, a comfortable environment, an environment where I didn't have to try, grind, you know, I didn't have to do all of these things that I really felt like I kind of had to do to get the things that I wanted. But in the end, I didn't end up wanting them that bad. In the end, I only wanted like peace and happiness. Um, and so, you know, moving home really helped me to to have that. Um, and I mentioned earlier that I also had a relationship. Um, I actually was engaged. Surprise! Um, so I got engaged in January of 2022. Yeah, January 2022. Um, and I'd spoken to my fiance about, you know, moving back home because he was also um, up north as well. Um, spoken to him about moving back home and he knew what I was going through and that I was really going through it um and he agreed with me going back home just to get some peace like I said um so from i moved back home early 2022 as well um so that was probably around march from march until july i was feeling i was doing better i was happy i was traveling a little bit all these different things um and then july um a mere what four or five months later i broke off my engagement um You know, that'll be another episode where we really dive deep into all the things that happened and how God healed me through that. Um, But I broke up my engagement because God exposed some things um, that just weren't right. And they weren't, um, he just wasn't who God wanted for me. And he wasn't the type of husband that God wanted for me. And like I said, um, there'll be a whole other episode where we can dive deep into all the things (laughs) that occurred in that relationship. But yeah, so I went from being really miserable in Jersey and New York to moving back home and feeling happy and healed for like four or five months and then being in the worst place ever from breaking off an engagement, you know, so it was a whole other monster. It was a whole other monster. It was a whole other like healing time and just so many different things. Oh my gosh, it was really, really tough. And for me, I never really experienced anything that hard. Um, So I really had to just decide. I really just had to decide that God, I don't want to be miserable anymore I just got done feeling miserable and how I feel right now is more miserable than you know I felt then and I don't want to stay in this place Um, so I really had to submit to Jesus I had to submit my feelings I had to submit my anger I had to submit my you know confusion and just like why my life looks like this. Why, you know, when I thought I was going to be in New York and I grinded and did all of these things that I just knew were going to bring me to this amazing New York apartment with my best friend and I was going to have all these things pay off for all this hard work and all the sleep I lost and all of those things and that never happened. And then getting engaged and thinking I was going to get married and that didn't happen. Um, I really had to submit all of those thoughts and all of those feelings to Jesus and it was really difficult. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say, it was easy to submit those things to decide you know that I was gonna give it all to God and I wasn't gonna be bitter and angry and you know all these things I had to work very hard now it sounds so easy to say I'm gonna give this to God and I'm gonna tell God how I feel about this but it's actually really hard because it's a continue a continual process you know was one day you wake up and you're angry and the next day you wake up and you're sad and the third day you wake up and you're feeling pretty okay but then something triggers you you know so that process was really a learning process and I, I I honestly feel like God had to bring me through all of that you know he had to bring me through all of that to get to where I am now um and not to say that I wasn't living right before like I wasn't doing anything crazy I wasn't out of control I wasn't in the streets but I also was not um as close to Jesus I wasn't asking him about all of my decisions I wasn't asking him about every single thing I was doing I was deciding what I wanted to do and believing that God was just gonna you know make it happen (laughs) (laughs) That he was just going to show up and be like, oh, you want this apartment in New York? Here you go. Oh, you want this relationship? Here you go. Oh, you want this to work out? Here you go. But I wasn't really doing anything to cultivate my relationship with him. You know, I grew up in the church and I've always known Jesus and I've always loved him. I've always prayed. I've maybe not always read the word in the way that I should, but I've always known Jesus. I've always known, you know, that he's there and I love him and I have a relationship with him. But you can have a relationship with a lot of people and not be that close and that's kind of where it was at that time like i loved him and i talked to him but in my life making decision skills like in those things he wasn't really the first person i would talk to i would talk to my mom or i would talk to my sister or i would talk to my friends and i'm sure he was waiting for me Um, to ask him about certain things and if I did, I could have maybe gotten a little more insight or it just would have happened the way it was supposed to happen Um, and so through that process, I definitely had to learn to not be as caught up on the what ifs like why didn't god tell me i was gonna be so sad and all the things were gonna be happening and it's like why are you living in that be grateful that god didn't you know leave you alone in those those times where you felt so low, where he didn't let you go into something that you thought you wanted that you really didn't want because you didn't know what it was really gonna look like um so i can say that i'm grateful as hard as it was Um, I'm grateful that I'm renewed and and then talking about my health scare that I had before I moved back home from New York um, I came back and I went to a doctor appointment at home and They did some blood tests and it it got more on the normal level. I also gained more weight back I mean not that it was a crazy amount that I lost, but it was just more stable Um, It wasn't exactly at the level that they thought it should be But they also had no reason to believe you know that anything was actually wrong They hadn't found anything to say it was wrong. So that's a blessing um that's a blessing in and of itself um i mean maybe that was just part of the healing process as well i don't know but i say all of these things to say that i went through all of that and i hated it and it was uncomfortable but where i am now is different i'm in a different place after all of that healing i literally am renewed i'm renewed in my mind in my soul at this point in time jesus is my best friend like there are things that i don't talk to anybody about anymore but i go straight to jesus you know if something triggers me if i'm at a point in my healing and i feel kind of shaky i go to jesus if i have a new idea i go to jesus if i'm trying to decide if i should go somewhere i go to jesus and i mean this is a place where i really have not had at any other point in my life you know in my 20s i I was, you know, just living the life that I thought a 20-year-old should live. I was doing the things that the world said was fun. And I I just had a whole different mindset. And this mindset is really God-centered. And it's really just, all I can say is different. And it's new. And it's exciting. And I'm so thankful that I went through all of those awful, terrible, uncomfortable, really unfortunate things. So I can say right now that I am healed, and I am whole, and I am happy, and I am renewed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God. Yeah, so I think that concludes our first episode, you know, just kind of giving the backstory of where I came from to where I am, how I am renewed, you know, we will get more into that and more into my story and more into my mindset today and all the things that Jesus is speaking to me. Um, And I'm so excited to go through this journey with you guys. I'm so excited to be able to speak to this and to be able to share and all of these wonderful things. So all I can say is that I'm grateful and that I'm blessed um, and I'm really excited for more that is to come come on my Renew podcast. (laughs) Okay, see you guys later.